There's a drive deep left center field. It is high. Notice far. It is gone to the back row of the monster seats. It's Glaber Day. Barry Trump Jr. is also in the game. Robinson! Oh, what a catch! And flush! Spectacular play from Mitchell Robinson. Darnold swings it downfield. Back to the Shoeless Show's podcast, and we the podcast heard around the world. The Nets lost. The Nets lost. <laughs> and the Knicks are on a two-game winning streak. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Um, however, a lot of news this week for you guys. We got the NFL rushing through the playoffs. Games galore and legends leaving the game. And then we've got a little bit of NBA news turmoil that turned – not so good looking tonight and um another situation where player was a little disrespected uh but we'll get into all of that later but first first you didn't even talk about deshaun watson yet which i feel like oh, you should i don't want to talk about anything yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't expect you to to do it but before we <laughs> get into anything Nick related either i mean well too bad you're outvoted anyway <laughs> Anyway. Had a flag that Wait, says otherwise. Double. Oh, I don't know. We'll get into it a little bit. But uh, before we get into any content, Obi's been practicing. You gotta, you gotta make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're here. Like, comment. Um, of course, you gotta follow us Twitter, Instagram at Chulis Joe's Pod right here, right here. So go follow that and yeah, like get at us. Let us know what you wanna hear. And without further ado, let's get into the contents. Zay. Oh, uh, we would also like to congratulate um, our new president and vice president, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I think we should give it up. We should give it up. Um, Fuck Donald Trump. Oh, wow. Okay. And there we are, ladies and gentlemen. We have decided where we stand politically. So, so now, without any more further ado. If it wasn't clear already. <laughs> same. Let's get into some NFL news. It was a big weekend full of big games, and now we'll leave us at the conference finals for the AFC and the NFC. It was an exciting weekend, four big-time games. So which of, your, of the games that happened this weekend, which was your favorite to watch? Oh, that's a good question. Favorite to watch? Uh, probably the Packers and Rams game. I don't think. For me, it was uh, it was definitely the Cleveland um, Chiefs game. Just to see how that whole game unfolded, um, especially down the stretch when Mahomes got hurt, that was a real that was a really interesting game to watch. I think the best game I did watch was the Ravens and Bills, but I was definitely most excited to watch the Buccaneers and Saints. So let's start off with the Buccaneers and Saints then. Uh, a game that was very talked about, a matchup that was very talked about because of the two greatest quarterbacks of all time playing in that game. Um, both looked to not be at their same level heading into this game, um, but the question really was, was another test for Brady. Uh, what does he do now? Like, what does he do in the playoffs? Like, people are already trying to rewrite the narrative of him, Belichick, and whatever he does this postseason only furthers that or negates that. So what did you guys think about that matchup and were you surprised by the outcome? Um, I wasn't surprised by the outcome. You know, Slant Mike got exposed, you know. Oh, my catches. goodness. No. Um, it's a... Sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actual, though. But uh, anyway, uh, Drew Brees, you know, it's a great career, but uh, can't throw a football anymore. Uh, when Michael Charles can throw a football farther than you, there's a problem. I mean, so, I can throw a football farther than most, so it's not, a, not really All right. Cheap. Well, let me interject <laughs> on the cap. Let me interject on the cap real quick. Um, I was the only one of the three of us who picked uh, the Saints to win. I thought they could get it done, uh, not knowing about um, Michael Thomas needing so many um, – so many surgeries on so many different parts of his body. Uh, but we'll forget yeah. about that. Him sticking so it out says. for Drew Brees. So, all right. Yeah, so he lied about. But, um, yeah, like you said, Drew Brees just didn't have it in him this game. And it was 
it, it was kind of sad to watch, and it's good we didn't have to see an entire season of it um, after I forgot who like give him one of the craziest body shots and killed his ribs, and we got to watch uh, Taysom Hill take Walter over. David. Oh, oh, in this game? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a lot to do with to put him out. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but no, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think it was a rough one. I think the Buccaneers, um, you know, pulled it out. Drew Brees threw three picks. I think, like they just they gave them too many opportunities to win the game. And I mean, you can't turn over the ball. You can't turn the ball over that much and expect to win the game, especially not in football. It's just it's not going to happen. So um, that yeah, that was sad to watch. And even with those turnovers and stuff, like, the Saints were in that game well into the fourth quarter. And so, like, it, that would be a whole – it's not like uh, Brady and company were dominating that game from start to finish. It was kind of like every time the Saints – like, the Saints were up for even most in the first half. So, I mean, they really, like, kept giving them chances, like you said, and then that really just came back to bite them because they didn't have enough firepower, especially with Thomas being shut down like that. Um, Drew couldn't really make – the throws that we're accustomed to Drew Brees making. Um, and it really just it, – it didn't turn out to be the matchup that we all expected in terms of firepower. Um, uh, wait, uh, I, well, I want to say this. I want to say this for the future of the Saints. I think the Jameis Winston-Taysom Hill tandem that they could combine together um, under Sean Payton, I think with that offense still, is could be pretty explosive, which I think they should have gave him more of a chance in the end of the game. Um, maybe Jameis – I mean, you can't do that really. Do that, Drew Brees in a playoff game. Uh, but <laughs> if you really game. want to win, yeah, if you really want to win, though, um, I don't know. I would have gave James a, sh- a chance. He did throw the one touchdown in that game, so maybe it'd, like switch up the play call a little more. Uh, but without Taysom Hill, they with Taysom Hill, they can run the ball with the quarterback. They can control clock. There's more control over the game. They didn't really have that with Drew Brees having to sling the ball so much, and Kamara couldn't get in anywhere. Yeah, and uh, before we get into the next topic, uh, congratulations to Mike. No perfect picks. I would have, I would have joined you on that, but uh, I decided to do some last-minute changes. And uh, big, big mistake. Big, big mistake. Um, bet on black. (laughs) (laughs) And he let him down. Bet on black. (laughs) He let him down. I mean, that's a great. I guess that's a great segue. We could go into Bills Ravens. Um, I mean, that was my favorite and most anticipated game of the week heading into the weekend. Um, I mean, Lamar coming off his first playoff victory. I mean, Josh Allen and the and the Bills playing the way that they've been playing. Um, it was really supposed to be this amazing matchup. And for the first half, it was really just a defensive battle. I mean, and I mean, you could have kind of seen that coming. Two great defenses. Um, the style of play that they both want to establish with running the ball, um, both with their quarterback. Um, it, it was it was like a perfect matchup, like almost a mirror image. Um, what did you think of that game? What did you think of Lamar's performance? And what do you think about the Bills heading into this AFC championship game against Kansas City? Um, that game, um, like I said, it was a last-minute switch for me. At first, I had the Bills winning that game, but then uh, I decided to go with my gut and just – let Lamar have it, and uh, the Ravens let me down. He squandered too many opportunities. Uh, the first two drives, a couple missed field goals as well from Justin Tucker, which was uh, like unheard from. Heard of. Um, I feel like the Ravens, they really had a chance, and then Lamar got hurt, and they need to do something about that center position. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Those, those, like, like I said, like those key mistakes. Because I thought the Ravens' pick wasn't looking that bad um, throughout most of the game. Right. Like they had a chance to win that game. Lamar Jackson throws that pick six in the red zone, which is a killer. Like they go down and drive, they tie the game up at that point. I think. So was, um, it, was it a fourth down when he threw that pick six, or was it just like a regular third down? I think it was third or something. Third I knew they had, they had another down. I don't think he was holding like it was trying to it was trying to be a quick read and they just trapped him into throwing that ball. Well, because he relies on those tight ends too much. I guess he needs more help on the outside, but also his throwing isn't you know up to par with the rest of the league. Definitely better than Drew Brees though. Sorry, legend. legend, 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 legend. <laughs> I mean, like, and those kind of plays in playoff football are just absolute game changers. Like the 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 play itself is huge, but the momentum that creates, um, especially in a stadium with with actual fans in it for once time this season. Um, like, was it like 
I think it was like 6,000 fans in Buffalo or something like that, like a large number of people. So the, the whole momentum of that game completely shifted at that point. I, and I mean, I was going to say, I actually forgot on that pick six, like, um, yeah, your boy, uh, Edmonds, bro, they were like, he was all over the field. Like, there was something like plenty of blitzes making uh, Lamar uncomfortable and stuff. And that pick six, because he was so uncomfortable with those blitzes, they sent a bluff blitz. And they, uh, Lamar had time in the pocket. That's what I was saying. That's when Lamar had time. He did have time, but he let it go early because he thought uh, they were blitzing. And they just picked that shit on. That shit, like, it was a great game plan by Buffalo. And the thing even, too, about the game in total is that, like, with if, if you pencil down those Justin Tucker field goals, which he usually makes, um, the, all of a sudden that that drive at the end with Hundley is a drive to tie the game and not just a meaningless drive. And that's that's crazy to think about when I, I think if you talk about Justin Tucker, it's been as sure a thing as you can get at that position over the last five, ten years at least. Um, I remember, like, even, like, when New England was still at the height of their powers and when Baltimore – Tucker was – when he hit that game winner, when they went to the Super Bowl against San Francisco that year, um, he's just been as reliable as they come. So, I mean, that that has to hurt for Baltimore, and it just kind of feels like they're back to the drawing board again because they've been in this position now for two years now, um, like being that team with the, with the expectations come playoff time and trying to figure out to take that last step. Um, and I guess that's a great segue to the next AFC game because the Cleveland Browns were in a position trying to do the same thing. I mean, this is their first playoff. They come up their first playoff victory in in a couple decades, and they and they show up against Kansas. I mean, yeah, against Kansas City, and they're really battling. Um, they 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 play solid. That Higgins fumble at the goal line had a lot of people talking about the the rule. Um, so maybe that's a good place to start. What did you guys think about that play? What do you guys think about that rule? Um, and how that impacted that entire game? I don't think it was I, – I don't know. I, don't, I think it was a great play from what I saw. Like, it's it's kind of bang-bang. Like, it, he stopped him at the goal line. I mean, you lose a game like that, of course you're going to be salty. You know, Patrick Mahomes goes out. It's your chance to win the game. Chad Henney, um, you know, is in the game. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. And I don't know. I Just a play call by Andy Reid. I thought the Chiefs – really showed guts ending that game. Um, I hope Patrick Mahomes can come back fully healthy, though, um, for the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I didn't didn't really get a chance to watch the full game, but I was able to watch uh, most of the end of the fourth. Uh, Like you said, pretty uh, gutsy play call by by Andy Reid. I really didn't think they were going to snap that football, but, um, you know, who's Tyreek Hill on a speed out? I mean, even even people talk about that call, but the call before that, after Henny got sacked, it was like third and fifteen, and usually, like there was about the play before that it was like two minutes. They would just get to the two minute warning, so you'd think that they would just run the ball, punt the ball to Baker with a minute left, and see what happens. But they went; they were even willing to pass on that down, which led to that Henny scramble for like fourteen yards, which is like if he throws an incomplete pass there, then all of a sudden Baker has two minutes to go down the field. Like it's just putting that much faith. If, if that's Patrick Mahomes, it's like, oh, mate, like, all right, we get it. But having that much faith in the backup quarterback is is very impressive. I mean, and executed to perfection. Um, and on the rule thing, I, I I think like people have been talking about changing that rule for a long time, just because like it just doesn't see, it just seems so tedious and like it doesn't really make sense. But I mean, when that happens to you, it, that changes the game from nineteen to three at halftime to sixteen ten. And I mean, when in a game you lose by five, I mean, of course you're gonna think about that. But the rules are the rules, I guess. I mean, I, I don't think it should be a rule. I think it's kind of tedious, but, like, I don't know what the alternative would be. Yeah, no. I mean, I, it's there for a reason, though. Yeah, I, I feel like that rule is perfectly fine. That's just ball security. I got to take care of the ball. You know, if there, there's, there's always going to be that risk diving for that end zone. So, you know. You know, like, people, people always, like, you know, games always come down to the wire, especially in the playoffs and stuff, because you have the best teams competing against the best teams. And people always get mad at the calls from the ref. I mean, like the pass interference uh, for the Saints and the Rams game, um, but like two years ago, that call is definitely egregious. Um, but not usually. Like when you play by the rules, like, you know, the whole thing after the game is guys don't really complain about those calls from the refs because the thing is you're not supposed – like if you don't want that to happen, you're yeah. not supposed to put the refs, the refs in, in that position. position. You know, you got to win the game. And I mean, like every time 
Like these things happen throughout the. Remember this? Ha- I remember two years ago. This happened to the, this happened to the Jets twice in like four weeks. Um, with like Austin Fair and Jenkins against the Patriots, and that was like a big story because there was like a debated one. But like once it happens in the playoffs, it automatically becomes like a ten times bigger story. Like yeah. if that if that happened at in the fourth quarter and not the second quarter, it would be talked about ten times more than it was already. Um, but that would I mean that was a great game. Baker played well. Like he it, that was not on Baker. I mean. The, he only had like one or two drives with that with Mahomes out, and I mean they went three and out. But I mean you can't. He held them in that position against a Chiefs defense who we know makes plays in big moments. Um, so I mean, I feel like <laughs> Colin Cowherd <laughs> can't have that much to say over about Baker this time. Um, and I guess that leads us to our last game: um, the Rams at Rams at the Packers at Lambeau Field, a game that we were all excited to see because the skill position matchup. I know me and Obi were watching Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams very, very closely. Um, but, man, Rodgers Rogers looks good. He would have had an, another touchdown if Lazar didn't drop that one, too. Um, just, I mean, like, he made up for it, though. Oh, yeah, he definitely did on that on that 54-yard touchdown. Um, <laughs> beat the whole deal. The whole so secondary. They're, they're heading into a matchup with Tom Brady, and that's a matchup people have been wanting to see in playoffs or Super Bowl, well, Super Bowl obviously, because AFC, NFC, but for years. So having that matchup now um, – what do you think about that game? And then we can use that to transition into our previews for the upcoming weeks. What did you guys think about uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? Um, their their D line, uh, Kenny Clark and Zadarius Smith were getting after it, and they were saying that that was the first game they had the trio of running backs with uh, Jamal Williams, uh, Aaron Jones, and I'm not sure the beat. AJ AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. Uh I wasn't really familiar with AJ Dillon, but um bro, he's a tank. He was making those big plays. Um I feel like I feel like not a lot of teams were familiar with him either because he wasn't really in the lineup like that. And maybe mm-hmm. they caught um Rams off guard. Uh but yeah, that Jamal if you ask me. That uh, I was about to say Jamal Adams, Jalen <laughs> Ramsey, and um, Devontae Adams. Like Devontae Adams' stats don't come off crazy, but if you were watching it closely, like I was watching it, he was he was just low key being a decoy for the defense because Ramsey was getting open. He wasn't even shadowing him. Like that's why you saw like the play action opening up for like the other guys like um, Alan Lazard and um, and uh, I'm. Sorry. Marquez Valdez Scantley. MVS, you know, one of the fastest guys with no hands in the NFL. <laughs> no arms. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that was a good that, – that, I didn't really watch a lot of that game. Like, you missed the Kansas City game. But, um, I, but I mean, I guess on Devontae Adams, like, him being a decoy, I mean, you have to – that's what I've, like, always been amazed of by football is, like, star receivers like that who – you know, you have to double and you build defenses for for when guys still put up numbers, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he was still putting up numbers. Like, you, like to defeat an entire team defense set against you is ridiculous. Like they don't do that in any other sport really, because they can't. You gotta worry about too many people. But like for, like guys who can do that are different. And I think uh, Devontae Adams really had a big year this year. Um, you know, with everybody talking about them drafting Jordan Love and not really getting help for Aaron Rodgers. I just wanted to throw in this last thing. You know, I love Jalen Ramsey as a corner, but the best corner in the league, Ayer Alexander. I've been on this horse since the beginning of the year, and that man, you know how many yards he let up for when he was near near receiver? Three. One catch. That's crazy. Come on, man. I'm pretty sure he was shadowing Robert Robert Woods, too. Like, bro, they, they're saying, like, that whole dime defense that they run with, bro, it's just him on an island, and then they put everybody else in the zone. Like, that's cool. And the thing, the thing with that entire matchup, one thing about, like, the Devontae, Jalen Ramsey thing was, like, there were so many times where even when he didn't get the ball, he just completely embarrassed him off the release. Like, I forgot, he one play, he ran a slant. The ball didn't even come to him, but he – he like started off the line and Jalen Ramsey jumped like he was running an out and he ran a slant. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Um, and then like you saw like, and you could tell like, you could tell that Devonta was getting the better of him because like on that play where he was yelling on the sideline after the play, like he was like, like 30 times. 
Yeah, but he was like he was upset because like like that play is not on him, and he knows it's not on him. But he's just tight that like Devontae's getting the better of them as a team. Because um, like obviously that's like if you're running a motion like and you're running that kind of route, that's all play calling. That's not really a def- like a one on one matchup kind of thing. But to see that frustration build up shows how how badly he wanted that matchup and how frustrated he was with the results. Um, oh, they all wanted that game really bad. They had they had video footage. This is the world's strongest man we're talking about. They have video footage of Aaron Donald crying on the sideline. Crying. Yeah, but, I, I didn't even think that man was capable of but crying. But wasn't that because of, like, he's playing through, like, a torn oh, yeah, he something was for, like, the whole year? Yeah. I guess. I mean, it's still because he lost, though. I yeah, but I think – No, no, no. The whole year. Listen, that, that rib- I don't think he was crying from pain. No, I know that. I don't think pain makes that – brings that pain to tears. No, pain of losing while pain – Wins and losses. Wins <laughs> yeah. and losses. Nah, pain of losing through the pain of the actual pain. Um, But also from, like, the Packers standpoint, like, the way that they held up against that, like, front seven uh, of Los Angeles is – Bro, without, without um, Bakhtiari, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's so promising because, like, that's that's – Tampa Bay's game like Todd we know Todd Bowles from the Jets days loves to bring pressure like Levante David Shaq Barrett like they love to bring pressure so knowing that and seeing how they fared against a team with Aaron Donald um I mean Tampa Bay it better be in for a shootout if they if they want to win this game I mean Aaron Donald didn't uh, to their defense Aaron Donald didn't put a lot of snaps right but, I mean their their D-line is still pretty solid yeah they still got Brockers Brockers is a beast as well yeah on, so on that note, we touched on this a little bit before we get to our predictions, but we just wanted to touch about the retirement of two quarterbacks who've been a, a mainstay in this league for a very long time. Um, in fact, both of them played for the Chargers at one point, talking about Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers. Um, so how does it – I mean, for me, I mean, I remember when I was younger and I first started liking football, I liked the Saints because of, like, obviously Drew Brees, but, like, when they had Joe Horn and Reggie Bush, like, that was Jeremy Shockey at one point. That was a fun team. Um so ever since I've been watching football, Drew Brees has kind of just been a top five quarterback. I um, mean, in the same, I remember when the Jets were decent under Rex Ryan, they ha- always had to go through like Philip Rivers and like Ladainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates. Um, so what do you, how do you feel seeing them to like ret- possible well, Drew Brees possibly retire, but Philip Rivers stating his intention to retire? Well, um, Philip Rivers, the Philip River one, um, you know, is kind of more. Like over the past couple of years, I've become like a, a like I started watching the Chargers a lot because I really like Keenan Allen. Like he became one of my favorite players in the league. So, um, so the him and uh, Philip Rivers connection, how fun Philip Rivers is. They always used to throw up like every time <laughs> Philip Rivers would break a stat, they would throw up that like the stats that he's broken and the amount of kids that he has. <laughs> he's just like he's just a fun like he was just one of the fun guys in the league. Um, like really old veterans for him to pull together that Colts team like that he didn't play with at all last year, the kind of chemistry they had going into this year and like the kind of winning they did. Um, if they didn't have a star receiver like Michael Pittman Jr., um, they'd have been fine. <laughs> they'd have been fine. Um, Ass. <laughs> Ass. But, um, but not yet. Um, also Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees. I mean, shout out Rizzo. If you're watching, I guess we can shout yeah. out Rizzo. That's his, that's his guy. Those are the saints are his guys. Um, and he's just not, the same anymore but um but no breeze is also a mainstay in the nfl the the, like the leader in passing yards in the history of nfl um you know did it like for the short guy him in like a steve smith kind of vein you know a mighty mouse kind of vein where like um he wasn't the tallest of guys you know like gave the chance for guys like russell wilson to come out have great careers short guys behind those giant offensive linemen um you know picking apart defenses with accuracy uh, so both of those guys leaving is pretty tough on the NFL as a whole. Yeah, you, put, you pretty much put it on uh, pretty much everything I had in thought. But um, <laughs> that's all right. But I mean, like Shut up. me with Philip Rivers, though. Like I, like I always tell you guys, like I, I I'll never forget when I went to San Diego for um, my cousin's training camp, and Philip Rivers, um, he was like one of the first guys. Him, uh, Antonio Gates, and I forgot who else. Um, but they came and they came up to all the kids over there and they were signing autographs. Like, that's something I'm never going to forget. Like, he was one of those like, – he's literally one of the first Hall of Famers I've ever seen in my life. You know? And like, it was, it was, it was, 
this is crazy that like, we've been watching these guys for years and well, we're never going to see them see them again. Yeah, I mean, like when we're getting to that point now where we're, we're seeing players' full careers, and like I remember for me, like when Jeter retired or like Mariano retired for like the Yankees, like that was my childhood, and like I can't even imagine like what like yeah, like you said, like shout out Rizzo, like what him as a Saints fan, what that what like this, and, like we think about it, like wow, Drew Brees is retiring, like imagine watching that team, like and it's also like the years, especially for the years following, like when you're a fan of that team, like filling in that void, like the Yankees were always talking about like, Oh, who's going to be the next great shortstop for the Yankees? Like who's going to be the next great quarterback for the saints? Like that, that those are things you never forget. Um, so yeah, congratulations to them on their retirements or potential retirements. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone would be mad to see them back again. Um, but no, now, I think, I think if Drew Brees came back, somebody <laughs> would be upset after that last performance he put up, somebody's going to be bothered. Michael, Someone. Michael, Michael Thomas. Slant Thomas. <laughs> All right, so Mike. On that Slanty. note, Slanty. On that note, let's give you our previews for the AFC and NFC Championship games. We haven't really discussed these yet, so you're hearing our our, our opinions live and for the first time. We haven't heard each other's thoughts. We're gonna give our predictions. Uh, hopefully, I can stay on my little prediction streak. I mean, it's only two games. Saying so this, uh, it can't yeah. be that hard. If we were playing this like a contest, uh, I got one win. I got one win, and uh, Isaiah says. Right. Let's see what he um, got this ooh, week. Ooh. <laughs> Let's see what I got with this week. Let me go first, then. Let go, me go almost, first. Then. Go for it. Go had two wins. I'm gonna take the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers to win. Hey, what wait. do you do? Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> wait, wait. Hot takes. Kansas City, even without knowing what's going on with Patty Mahomes. What is his status right now? Isn't he's he, gonna uh, no, he's gonna play? I think it's just his foot isn't one hundred percent. He's cleared concussion protocols, right? For sure. But, but they put him on the foot is bothering him. Yeah, they put him on the injury. When did he clear the protocols? He, no, he two days after he practiced today, but he just wasn't full like full. He wasn't a full go because of his foot. I think yeah, it's his foot injury. That, but they updated they updated the injury report and when i saw that i thought it was like the concussion related thing but it was just like he had like turf toe or something um, it doesn't need a foot to play though i mean right? they, people were talking about like why would they even like the play he got hurt on like if you know he already hurt his foot why are you running a, a read option but why I, are you running him at all <laughs> but i mean like i don't know i mean if i feel like if you're if you're out there playing no, you gotta just run your run you your playbook play, you could play through turf toe though no, no, it's not playing through, but they're saying just like it wasn't smart to put him in that position, knowing he was already kind of like hurt. But I mean, Julio Jones plays through turf a lot, actually. Julio Jones is the win. It's football, though. <laughs> it's football, though. You know, I get you though, OB. It's football. You, you play through those injuries. Oh. It's always after the playoffs we hear, "Oh, I was playing with a oh my ribs <laughs> all year uh, long." Man, yeah. shut up. Yeah. It's football. It's football. It was on the it was on the injury part weekly though. That's okay. Oh my goodness. It was. Ridiculous. Um all right, so predictions, uh group think here. I'm gonna go <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I can't lose if Isaiah doesn't win. <laughs> so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Chiefs and Packers. I mean Oh my goodness. I I mean, do you all right, would you guys be would feel any way if the Bills beat the Chiefs, or do you oh, not yeah, care? Yeah, he wasn't going to let me give my prediction. Uh, this guy's putting it all on the line. He wants to win. <laughs> Go for it. The stage is all yours, Obi. All right, man. I'm going Green Bay Packers. <laughs> drum, the faintest <laughs> drum roll in ever. The mafia. <laughs> uh, he's for, he, Obi is from upstate New York, so. What? Oh my goodness, <laughs> Michael, Michael uh, Charles, stop it! Stop the cat! Stop, stop the cat! cat. Stop, the cat. <laughs> stop the cat! No, I'm kidding. I'm going Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm going that's what I thought. Don't bet on black, but if you can bet on half <laughs> black, if you can bet on both, I would bet on both. I'd bet on half black. I ain't betting on a full black. <laughs> Especially at quarterback. Half a black, I'll take yeah, them. And I don't think anybody's talking about it, but Josh Allen did not have the greatest game last uh, last week. It wasn't that accurate. That's a little worrying to me. Maybe uh, it's fatigue getting him. Never made it this far, but 
No, yeah, it it, it could be, but I, I think – I mean, I, I still think – I think that Ravens defense was tough. Like, they kind of just put pressure on them. Like, it, that's that's what they thought going into that game. Like, that's why you even thought the Ravens had a chance. Wasn't It wasn't going to be Lamar Jackson running for 300 yards and scoring all the time. Yeah, the defense is going to slow them down a little bit. And I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's a good defense. But also, like, Kansas City – Kansas City, the way they play is like, like Pat McAfee always says, it, it's like they make big plays when they need big plays. It's not like a defense that is like the stout defense is going to stop you, but when they need a turnover, they'll get a turnover. Like when they need pressure, they'll get pressure. Um, so like uh, Frank Clark, um, Chris Jones, like obviously we have Tyron. Tyron Matthew, of course, best safety in the league. I've been telling them, I've been telling them that is the best safety in the league. Quickly, they forget the honey badger. <laughs> quickly, quickly forget who. Forget who. You know who. You know who. Forget who. You Blitz know. boy? Nah. Outside nah, linebacker. Outside linebacker. <laughs> Blitz boy? Two nah. first round picks? I'm not talking about Jamal Adams. I'm talking about Pittsburgh Steelers. Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Jersey bro. Boy? That's what I'm talking about. Bro, I, Jersey boy is second. I'll give him second, man. He, he don't, I don't think he can come off the blitz like, like Tyron Matthew. Though. I think he does it all. Um, <laughs> First off, I, all I've seen on Instagram today is Tyron Matthew getting lit up, lit up oh, by some Tyron, by some old line. Matthew was shorter Come than Mike. Head. All right, bro. <laughs> like bro. what? Why are we making excuses now? He's Tyron number one. Oh. He's number one. Oh. <laughs> that what? I didn't hear him. But I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> oh, bro, the guy that lit him up was like it's like six five going up against five nine, five eight. All right, man. Our picks are in. Our picks are in. <laughs> the picks, the picks have been made. These are the official picks. Uh, we'll, just, we'll leave it there. Um, First end bomb on the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Now there's been one before. You just you didn't hear it. Who? Who? Me? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. We're both pointing. I think so. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the. I remember. Oh man, well, luckily we're all black, so continuing. Uh, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, so Deshaun Watson, uh, the, the name that's been talked about as much as anybody in the NFL the last couple of weeks. Um, it all started with saying he wants out of Houston. Obi, what was he at? Like a two or something like that? And now he's at a 10? He's at a two, but now I'm at a 10. And now man. he's in New Jersey. But, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I got something better for you. He was at the Nets game a couple of days ago. And wait, didn't he just post a picture in a New York taxi cab? In a wait green, a minute. A wait a minute. Let me see. Hat? All right, guys. Guys. Do you hear that, Obi? Wait, guys. He took the Nets the Giants. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. He got Danny Dimes. Wait, do you hear hey, that, Obi? Guys. That? Guys. J. Wait. E. Oh, my goodness. E. S. Jets. 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 Can I say can I say something before we start this, please? Go for it. All right. Outside of Deshaun Watson and where he's going. <laughs> all right. The second highest commodity behind Patrick Mahomes in the NFL, probably. Um, get on my Stephen A on. He's showtime. He's box office. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know where he's going, but I know that Houston is going to have to get a lot for him. Because to lead the NFL in passing yards um, and do all he could for that team. All right. All right. You're talking, you're you talking, wait. No, talking keep, draft keep, picks? You're talking draft picks? Or, or cap Mike, space? Mike, we got both. The report that came up today? Or should I? Uh, no, he'll, yeah. we'll, we'll let him. Yeah, let I'm, him done. I'm done. Actually, I'm finished. <laughs> I'm actually oh, you finished. Might, you might as well tell them what we've heard. Inside, we're breaking news on the Shoeless Joes. Oh. And news is NFL front <laughs> office personnel are unanimous agreement that Watson is worth at least three first round picks, with several saying additional draft capital might be necessary depending on where the picks fall. Hmm. Hmm. Let me let me think about this. You're the Houston Texans, right? You you, you have to cut JJ Watt. You have no cap space. You have a you have a no you have no coach. Yeah, a new a new GM. You got to start over. You got to rebuild. The niggas not going to the Jets. <laughs> And now that's the third. Third bomb. <laughs> third bomb. 
<laughs> but, I'm done. All right, bro. Y'all pissing me off. <laughs> but if only there was a team that had most that had five first round picks over the next three years, a couple extra thirds, and a, a young possible quarterback that you. Oh might my be. goodness! All right, let's stop with the not- hypotheticals. Just say it. Just say Deshaun it. Deshaun Watson's going to be a New York Jet. Yes, he is. I'm yes, saying is. it. Put it in I'm the universe. I'm saying it. It has to be said. The Jets have never been tied to a free agent or any player in the NFL of this caliber. And hey, hey, it looks like uh, his buddy uh, that's from Jersey, actually, the free agent right now from Chicago. Uh, shout, out, shout out Farouk. I know you're talking about Farouk. I, talk- I know. Oh, Alan, yeah, shout out Farouk. A-Rob, A-Rob. Receiver A-Rob. <laughs> Alan, uh, Alan. He, he's, liking, he's liking Deshaun Watson in the Jets. Deshaun Watson is liking Deshaun Watson in the Jets on Instagram, too. What do you know? And his oh, agent as well. Wow, wow. Wait, do you guys now, hear that? Do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear that? J-I-N-X. Jinx, jinx, jinx. Just, just in breaking news, breaking news. Deshaun Watson, no Jets, no Jets. <laughs> but to be you fair, know, to be fair, the Jets are in the best position to go get him. You know it's not like, the best part? It's not like we made this one up this time. What's the best part? What is his post about the Jets? And do you know what's attached to John Watson's contract? A no-tread clause. What do you know? Which means he can dictate where he wants to go. Oh, wait. Did you also hear? He was frustrated with the Houston Texans because they would not bring in Jets head coach, Robert Sala. Oh, by the way, congrats to Robert Sala. You're the new coach of the New York Jets. <laughs> you know, we, we got a Muslim in there. I'm not Muslim myself, but... Uh, you know, it's first but, in NFL history. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. I mean, we haven't talked about that higher, but, I mean, it's a great segue. I mean, the... Ready. The, Attracted free agents. Right. I mean, people, all the positive, the, all the positives being said about Robert Sala now, are, it's like replaces all the negatives said about Adam Gates when he was hired. Um, I mean, everyone in San Francisco is saying how lucky the Jets are to have him. I mean, I think that you could tell throughout the season that, especially with the football guy that Joe Douglas is, he wanted a coach that can control the locker room. And we know that, like, the offensive, young head, offensive head coaches are the, the trendy thing now. But, like, the Jets need somebody who can come in and control the locker room and a young team. Um, so that that hire, I mean, especially with the play they have on defense, and hopefully they bring back Marcus May, Quentin Williams, um, Franklin Myers was having a great year also in, on the interior D line. Um, and, and hopefully with, who knows what they do with Mosley and his contract, but to, to have a defense like that and, and a coach, a leader like that, I'm, I'm happy as a Jets fan. No, I don't see why you wouldn't be. I have, there's no reason why you wouldn't be. No, no, honestly, these are, <laughs> these are pretty good steps. Um, I think Salo from, um, I think he's a fiery guy, uh, a defensive-minded guy, which, you know, the, the, when the Jets have one, uh, besides uh, with Broadway Joe, they're, 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 you know, their MO has been defense, defense, defense. So it serves them well. I think it I, – I don't know. I don't know how far I will push them. Um, but I think it's a good – I think it's a – it's not a bad step. I don't know if it's the best step um, that has yet to be told. But um, – you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, so I guess we'll see in a year. I mean, this roster might look a lot different in a couple of months. I mean, uh, on a serious note, though, like I, I obviously the Jets fan, darker. You know, people want that to happen, um, but I mean, realistically speaking, I mean, the other packages that have been talked about are like Tua and the Dolphins because they have the Dolphins have multiple firsts, um, so that's being talked about. I mean, San Francisco, like I. I get the fit. I don't understand <laughs> the, the all the logistics of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you just want to give up all their first. I mean, the the thing about the Jets in this position is that, like, it's different when you're, like, a bad team and you're giving away your own first-round picks for multiple years. But if you have the excess first-round picks, like, the thing is, like, you get that currency and then everyone, like, when the Jamal Adams trade happens, like, oh, the Jets can't draft anyway. Why does it matter if they have the 23rd pick? And I feel like people don't understand that draft picks are currency. And, like, it doesn't matter which – you don't have to use it because they have value – they have the draft picks have in any sport have value until the team that has them uses them, and until then they're just a hypothetical that people want. So all of a sudden, if you're talking about 
All right, we'll give up the second pick. We'll give up the Seattle 20, the third pick in this draft, the 23rd pick, um, and then a future Seattle pick or even a future Jets pick. And then other like second and third rounders, like you still are keeping your picks or the Seattle pick. Like you still maintain that flexibility. You have cap space. Like it just makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't, Joe Douglas doesn't strike me as a type to want to move on from that much draft capital. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But I mean, the, this is, this, this does not happen in the NFL, not with quarterbacks. It never happens. So to have a quarterback hit the market in their prime and you're in the driver's seat in terms of assets, I feel like it's a full, like, I mean, Boomer and Carton, I said this to Obi, but Boomer and Carton, um, obviously they're not together anymore, but still Carton from Boomer and Carton. Um, Carton was basically saying, broke on today that the Jets have been in contact with Houston about like Deshaun Watson and his availability. So, I mean, taking that first step when, when you're in a position like that is going to be, the news from here will be very telling. I mean, this trade can't happen for a couple weeks to months, but to see how this unfolds is going to be really interesting, especially with a team that I support in the metaphorical driver's seat. Boomer and Carton. Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> but that wraps up our NFL talk. For sure. I have no words on the Jets, bro. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait till next year when – now I'm not doing this again because uh, last, time, last time I got excited about it, somebody clowned me for when the media – Led me astray. Uh, not the media. You were doing your own research, and I caught you. You were doing your own research, though. You was. was you was. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think we see. have time to refute Let, this. Wait, let's see. Let's see what we have here. We had Stephen Good NBA news. Ninety-five percent going to going to Brooklyn. Wait, 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 wait. Was you not doing the research on his housing? Yes or no? On your own. The whole yes internet no. was. But but you was doing it. One hundred percent. Okay. I followed. Was, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. And you was doing the research on where he was. Placing his um places of business to get uh I wasn't doing the research. People were doing the research, and I was repeating it out of excitement. I didn't do my own research, but I saw Did it. You have I direct content. Never mind. Never mind. On to the NBA segment. The Knicks suck. On to our NBA segment. Wait, don't they have like the same? The Knicks record? suck. Don't they have the same? The Knicks record? suck. I guess the Knicks so. Suck. I guess so. Suck. Okay. Well, the first. Wait, the, didn't your favorite player lose to both New York teams and airball a three to the front row? Doesn't he do that every game? Your favorite player doesn't play. Take that. Take his jersey off the. That's back not of the my wall. favorite player. Your player doesn't play. That's not you my favorite player. Your player is important. You got an account uh, dedicated account. to him. I do. Really? Check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Not an account dedicated to a Frenchman that don't play. Check it. It's not for Frenchman looking. It's for the New Take York Knicks. Take it off. Take what <laughs> off? We're Frenchmen. Move the jersey. Remove it. All right. Throw it away. Throw out the Giannis jersey. Yeah, so I can make a jump shot. My man is the MVP twice. Your man doesn't play. Your man he's, doesn't play. He's not my favorite player. And you took the easy way out. I didn't take the easy way. Oh, out. My, my favorite player is the MVP of the NBA. Whoa! I called it before it happened, so don't lie. Do not oh. lie to the people. You gonna lie to the people? People, do you don't believe? <laughs> people, <laughs> put in the comments if you believe or not, because I don't. It's not really clear. Um, to defend Giannis, it's a slander. A player who doesn't play. What are you doing? Just defend him with his own merit. All right. Can we get to the other team in New York, though? Because as a podcast, the worst one about yeah, sports. Yes, as a podcast about sports, about the we have today. to cover. We're not talking about the Knicks. We have to cover. We're talking about the Brooklyn Knicks. Oh, my Knicks. goodness, bro. Bro, you guys, about... in, you guys are living in the past. It's a Relentless. new era. It's a new era. I'm I guess sorry. To you? You guys are a little brother. No, no, no. To the world. You guys are a little brother. No, but so, in New York City, more no. people are Knicks fans than Nets fans, and that's the end of the – Bro, to the world, Brooklyn is way more iconic than whatever – Iconic. Do you know what the word iconic means? All right. Let's that's, not, that's not what iconic guys, means. Guys, guys. Sorry. Can Brooklyn we, is more cultured than Madison can we, Square. You mean Can we stop? Can we stop? Can we stop? Oh, man. Can we get, can we get to the actual Gosh, news? Go the actual it. news. These guys got to fight each other. Mike's about to take a fork and stick it in that socket right behind <laughs> his head, bro. Like the meme. <laughs> the next meme. The bucket hat. Oh my goodness! All right. Um. So since we last spoke, since our last episode, blockbuster trade goes down right after we drop. Ridiculous timing, but it happens. <laughs> it happens all the time, actually. <laughs> James Harden is now a part of the New Jersey. My fault. The New York. My fault. The Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> 
the borough nets, the one singular borough net. And um, Kyrie was still out. So we still had our questions on Kyrie, but him and Kevin Durant looked pretty good together on their own. Only that Kyrie, that Kyrie fellow wasn't there. It would go a lot, a lot more smooth. Well, um, I mean, if you want to get into it tonight, I guess he didn't bring his sage or they didn't allow him to put that sage out. All right. I heard Colin Sexton had sage though. Cause he had 15 in the second overtime and two threes in Kyrie's Mata. <laughs> uh, what? Is, how are you going to defend your Brooklyn Nets, Obi? Go for it. <laughs> your. One, not mine. Obi, uh, relax. Obi apostrophe yes. <laughs> Obi. <laughs> Possessive. <laughs> Whatever. Y'all just mad because y'all little brother now. It's okay. I guess so. Okay. All right. Can we jealous. just get to the news, bro? This attack. This onslaught. But uh, James Harden looks like he's going to take uh, – that backseat, to be honest, I think he enjoys playing point guard and just creating for himself. So, um, I feel like eventually they'll figure it out when they sign those vets that they need. They definitely need a big, probably uh, sign a 3MD defender. Uh, I don't think they're going to sign JR because I think JR is a little too uh, to LeBron. So, he's probably just going to be for that Laker roster about to open up. Uh, I saw a lot of people talking about um, Iman Shumper, I really cannot see that happening. I feel like that, that man has a different career. Nah, he's got to keep making Old Spice commercials. <laughs> Whatever he's doing. Making music, too. It's Tiana, not- well, Tiana Trump just, <laughs> just stopped her music career, so some income needs to come in. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I said Tiana Trump. <laughs> <laughs> we have to edit that first of all. Tiana Taylor. Ooh. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, time out, time out. That was a test. That was a test. If you know who Tiana Trump is, bro, take off the video. You're weird. You're weird. weird. Close your tabs. Close your tabs, bro. Disgusting. Oh, I gotta. uh, I hope you talk after this game. After this, you don't listen to this. I don't know how to edit, so we're just gonna keep going. Um, (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Uh, James Harden, Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Nets. But, um, yeah, Harden looked good when Kyrie was up and <laughs> Yo, yeah, stop, stop. <laughs> it's, it's early. Third game. Just watching me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, when a good thing goes bad, it's <laughs> not the end of the world. I just hope, uh, I hope they don't figure it out. As a as a <laughs> as a hater, I hope they continue to, to lose a guard to Colin Sexton. Sounds like um, a little brother to me. I'm saying, you would you'd be you're entitled to that opinion. I mean, but uh, you don't speak for the masses. You don't speak for the masses. Uh, nah, I do. I do. You really don't. <laughs> All right. I guess so. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk after the podcast on how shit is really changing. Not now. All right. Well, well okay. Let's uh, talk about what the Nets had to give up though to get James Harden back. They had to get rid of Karis LeVert, Torian Prince, Jared Allen, um, a slew of picks. What's <laughs> so funny? Bro, can you ignore that, please? Can we not? No, I was laughing at the, the what's left on the next roster. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was laughing at you. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, they did have to give up a lot. I mean, the thing that went under the radar in this trade was, like, the whole Karis LeVert situation and how scary that was. Um and people are saying how lucky that was and how, how that even went. Like, cause don't you do, don't you have to do physicals when you get to like training camp? So how, like maybe that was something new or like, that's just scary to think about, but hopefully round of applause for Karis LeVert. Hopefully get well soon and uh, get back healthy and safely. Um, well, you're not clapping, bro. You don't like Karis LeVert? Oh, he don't care because he's not a net anymore. That's why. So, no, because I was doing something on my phone, but uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. What is going on right now? Um, so then the other parts of that trade, Victor Oladipo, unexpectedly was not talked about in any of these packages before. <laughs> Go straight to Houston. Um, and so far in Houston, with with John Wall being out, he's been playing a lot of point guard. I mean, he's on right now as we speak. Um. And he's been playing well, and it's going into a big offseason for him, um, trying to make that money after he turned down his contract in Indiana. That's actually what I was looking at. Yeah, so 
he so to see what he does the rest of this time being the number one guy. I mean, him and Christian. Oh, hold on, don't, don't fold the podcast. He is not playing well. He's not playing well right now. Uh, oh, I'm not watching this game at all. Oh, okay, but he's but he's played playing well, well previously. He played well his first game, and that's it. He's not playing well anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's he a new know. team. We got to give him time. He didn't know that. I mean, he the, all the talk is that he wants to be in Miami. So we'll see how this season unfolds and how that would even look. But um, Miami don't want him, man. I mean, he turned down a lot of money to 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 be in Houston now and not in Indiana anymore. So, I mean, he really bet on himself. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, in terms of like Harden, I mean, that's that's a move. That's an interesting move with the Nets. I mean, do, do you think that that was a goal all along, or do you think that it became a situation where like they were more eager to do it with what's happening with Kyrie? Or was like, is it like an insurance policy kind of thing? Or was it like, I know it was talked about before, but did that push them? to do it faster and to give up all those picks? No, it, it wasn't. I, I wouldn't say insurance policy because if an opportunity like that comes around, you have to take it. Like pairing two MVPs and a guy, uh, a print all-star and Kyrie Irving, like nobody's going to, nobody's not, um, nobody's not going to deny that chance. You know, I it might've cost them, but I feel like those are areas you can work around. If you look at, uh, previous championship teams like centers like you can pick up centers in free agency and still make it work oh. yeah if you find guys who will do their job um teams like that could work um that are star heavy um my thing with that whole trade is um since you know since they did go to brooklyn we never really knew um who the leadership was where the decision making was coming from so I don't know if that's um you know a player pushed move um like the players like Kevin Durant and Kyrie getting into their ear and asking for that kind of trade um or what I know James Harden definitely forced himself um out of Houston and made it apparent that he wanted to go to um like a small amount of teams with Brooklyn being um, a major player that in the beginning of the season. So, um, I mean, now that he's there, they got a lot to prove. Um, it does seem like they all want to win. So I guess that's good. But, um, you know, egos can flare with those kind of guys that star power on a team like that. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's going to be all jokes aside, it's going to be very interesting to see how that dynamic works and how everything goes in Brooklyn this year. Um, <clears throat> because, like, they're also in an interesting position where, like, people – like, when the whole Kyrie thing was happening, people were, kept bringing up the fact that, like, Harden and KD both have opt-outs after next season and, like, how that comes into play. Um, I mean, it's way too early to talk about any of that stuff, but people were – I mean, obviously the media is throwing that around because, like, it, it makes for interesting TV. But, I mean, that is kind of reality that the Nets do have to face a little bit. But, I mean, this, this year is going to be very interesting to see <clears throat> how they make it work, how they share the ball, what role – people are willing to step into um and how like people like TLC and that bench step up and like like these people talk about their lack of depth and they're up for that challenge so it's gonna be very interesting um outside of players in that trade the last NBA topic we had to talk about was just kind of like a a random interesting it's kind of like also a little bit of a sad story in a way um with Kevin Porter Jr um because like I know it's like it's been out over the last couple years like that he's like talked about like his like mental health and stuff after like because his dad was, like, shot and killed, right? Or, like, his dad had died. Um, and they, that was a big story with him coming into the, the NBA in the draft um, and how, like, that continues to, to weigh on him. Um, and then he goes to Cleveland, and, like, last year it wasn't the production that he wanted. But then now coming to this year, they're, they – what was the exact story? It was about – it was, like, in the Jared Allen trade, they, were, they wanted to move his locker. They right? got Jared Allen and Torian Prince. And so, I mean, full story is he had been out due to COVID protocol. So he hadn't played with the team yet. He hadn't been there with the team. So as soon as he comes back with the team, they had moved his locker to another space and put Torian Prince's locker where his was. I don't know if it was due to COVID protocols that they had his locker away from everyone, um, but they moved his locker and he freaked out, um, you know, for them doing that for a guy who just got to the team after he had been with the team, um, you know, for longer. And I think, like, what happened all after that was, like, they brought the GM in to calm him down, and, like, he got even more mad when they brought the GM in. Um, so now they're talking about trading him or cutting him. Um, food at him. 
Yeah, that's what happened. They were throwing food at him. Um, so, like, it, people talk about trading him or cutting him. I feel like the latter is going to be the option that you have that you use cutting him just because, like, no one – No one's going to trade for him. If right. You know it's going like, to He might get a chance, but, like, I don't think people want to bring a situation like that into their locker room, especially this early into a season like this. Um, like, talent-wise, of course, but not in terms of, like – the. Oh, I, I think there's a couple teams out there that will take a chance with him. Your first round pick. No, no, I mean like yeah, but they're not going to give up assets to do it. Like they'll sign. Oh yeah, him yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When he gets yeah. waived, I mean like if you're like a team with strong veteran leadership, like like up top, like I mean like the Lakers wouldn't might not do it, but like a, a, with a figure like LeBron James, like like the way that he can mask stuff that happens in the locker room, like you need that kind of figure, or like maybe like a Popovich in San Antonio, just like a, a strong uh, leadership role. But yeah, what did you guys think about that story overall? Um, and like the whole Kevin Porter situation? Cause he like, he's one of those guys, like, you know, we were talking about, it. he's just very skilled as a scorer, like has a lot in his bag. Um, but like, what have you thought about him as a player to this point, I guess? And what, what do you think he does from here? I think I think it's too early to judge him as a player right now. Knows this is rookie year. He's averaging like ten, ten points. I don't know how many rebounds and assists, but I know he was averaging ten points. But yeah, it's too early to judge him right now. I mean, whatever team is gonna take him, uh, hopefully he gets that opportunity. You know, to show his uh talent again, maybe at a higher production rate as well. But yeah, on a team that that'll give him more minutes. Um, you know, he's not he's not a bad player or anything. And I mean, like I don't think we've really heard about him having like attitude issues any other time. I know he's very expressive on the court for sure. But um, I mean, I, I don't really know too much about his off the court. Um, um, judge him on that. Um. But, I mean, definitely around other young guys where he can flourish maybe, you know, and get the minutes to be a player. I just hope, like, he can put this past him and just focus on the game, um, you know, just as a player. I think I think it's kind of disrespectful to move. I mean, I don't know, like, all the points and both sides of the story, you know, even including the right side of the story, you know. So I, it's hard to judge, but um, – I don't think I don't think his career should end due to like a, a situation like this. No, and like, like you said, like that we've not we haven't heard other stuff like about him before. So like, if it's just like no, we have, yeah. But he was just he was just arrested for uh, in charge. Oh, That's yeah. They were, it was planning to move him. Like he wasn't supposed to be there that that, that weekend. Like they were planning to trade him, and they was looking for a trade partner. And they thought that he'd be born by then. Wait, this just happened recently? Yeah, yeah the gun charges happened during the offseason. Oh. oh, I never heard about that. I heard about the one with Malik Beasley, but I never – oh, I think I might have heard about that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it wasn't just guns, too. I'm pretty sure there was, like, weed charges as well. But they were planning on moving him already. But whatever trade they had set up for him fell through. After that? Yeah, so – I mean, like, I guess you know nobody in his corner really to let him know. Like, it's a business, you know. Just gotta act more, like, I, like, I feel bad. It's like, bro, you're you're in you're in this business, you're in this profession. You gotta act professionally, you know. But hopefully, he learns from his mistakes. Oh yeah, just as a person, you gotta be more responsible than to get caught up in something like that. Yeah. But we've seen it time and time again, like. Uh, in sports, talent usually trumps all, so you'll, he'll get another chance. Um, yeah, maybe to, the Knicks will sign him. Nah, we, we already <laughs> had a guy who could only score, and now he's in Iowa go. somewhere. Um, I don't know. The C League draft. What are you talking about? Alonzo Trayer. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to the Shoeless Joe's podcast. <laughs> the Knicks could, suck. could be the podcast heard around the world, and Giannis can't shoot. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> it was definitely a funny episode. So comment which part was your favorite. Be <laughs> on the lookout for uh, our bits. new beginnings in 2021. Yes, we, we, when it's warmer outside and all of us are in the same location, we'll have a lot of good content for you guys outside of just podcasting. Um, some dude perfect content. <laughs> some trick shots. So 
on that note, thank you guys for listening. I mean, you already know, social's right here. So go give that a follow. Like sure, at Shoeless Shows Pod. Like, subscribe, share it with, with sports fans. Uh, comment your favorite part, like we said. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll have a Super Bowl preview for you guys coming up at some point because we're going to have that lined up. Yana Trump is a merit to you, Yana Trump. Oh, t- uh, uh, T.R. <laughs> Taylor. Tiana Taylor. You would have <laughs> remembered that, right? <laughs> I would like to resign from the Shoes Joe podcast. <laughs> I apologize for my actions. <laughs> they were wrong. I must get canceled, bro. Oh my god! All right, bro. But Thanks yeah. for listening. And because Deanna Mike Taylor, a- Isaiah Taylor, Taylor, uh, uh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Taylor, what? <laughs> well, I'm just talking about the last name Taylor. You know, Taylor, I can't edit, so y'all see all of this, and we'll see y'all next week. Double, double, double. So she didn't have a daughter, she didn't have a son She said the lift doesn't work, run up the stairs